Welcome to the podcast. I've got a uh, an umbrella. Umbrella. It's going to be a little hell of a show. This. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Uh, it's a Freudian set. And I, I've got a brolly in me hand. Here, oh yeah. And uh, I was just stood back here. All right. Practicing my golf swing with the umbrella. Okay. And it made me think: if you could be professionally brilliant, professionally brilliant at one sport, what would it be and why? So any any sport going? Any professionally sport going? Brilliant at it. Yeah, you're like top level. So like you're a sports star, but what sport is it? Do you? Know, I'd love to be a really good snooker player. <laughs> That's really not what I was thinking. Because you could be, you, you've got your career could go on until you're an old fella. There's no, because you're just True. snooker, snooker, innit? Walk around in a little waistcoat with some like floral patterns on it, it'd be brilliant. True, but if, if your eyesight goes, which happens in old, you, you don't actually see that many old snooker players because their why, eyesight's gone. But they've, what about Dennis Taylor in that with the special glasses where you can like see into next week because they were that strong? But I think you'll find that Dennis Taylor was actually quite a young guy when he was wearing those glasses. Really? Is he still going? Is he still in the world of cricket? He's alive. Golf. Let's have a look. Dennis Taylor. Snooker. <laughs> Dennis Taylor. I can't spell Taylor. Dennis Taylor. Here we go. Oh, what is Dennis Taylor? He's 71. I reckon he could still... If he got them glasses tuned up a little bit, a bit <laughs> sharpened, to adjust the tracking on them, I reckon he could beat anyone on his day. Snooker, that's really not what I was expecting. Who would you go for? What golf, it's golf. That's, that's why it would be for me. Really? I'd love to have the ability to put a golf ball wherever I wanted it to be and whenever. Really? Oh, yeah. But of all the heroic sports that are out there, golf. <laughs> golf. <laughs> And the way they wear spiky shoes as if they're going to slip away because <laughs> they, they hit the ball so hard. I, th- I think golf's a bit... Have you ever watched t- uh, golf on telly and thought that looks like a really horrible, ugly place to be playing? No. They're always in Dubai or some beautiful sc- Scottish estate. That's a good point, actually. Now I'm beginning to see where you're going with this. Yeah, but actually count me in for golf as well. Where's Dennis, Playler? Where's Dennis Taylor play a snooker? Sheffield Crucible um, Theatre. You- you've convinced me. Thank you. Sorry, Dennis, mate. You're on your own. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Uh, I've long believed that Tuesday's the worst day of the uh, the week, but yesterday, obviously, we, we started the week here on Hometime by asking you if your Monday had just been so Monday. This was after Bush was on the way into work yesterday and the chain fell off your bike. And it was just what a so, metaphor. so Monday. Unbelievably Monday. Well, do you know what? To lift the spirits today, I feel that I am on fire. It's, it's, just, it's a complete switch up to the collective Mondays that we all had. My tu- Let me tell you, right, okay. This better be good. By 8.50 this morning, I had, I'd got up, I'd got washed, I'd had my shower, I'd got downstairs, I'd Brilliant. had my breakfast, I'd taken the washing out of the washing machine that I'd put on a timed wash overnight. I'd then got out in the car, wow. driven to Tesco, been the first in the queue for Click and Collect, packed it all in the boot and driven all the way home by 10 to 9. Before the going. traditional 9 to 5 had started, I had achieved so much, I was on fire. So you were like weaving in and out of the rush hour, but you were just getting Click and Collect. Mate, I was unstoppable, but all I was doing was picking up my frozen prawns and breasts. Chicken breasts, rather. Well, there you go. <laughs> Not the first time you've been pulled over doing that. <laughs> hey, so what's click and collect? What do you mean, what's click and collect? I've heard of you go into a shop. Yeah. I've heard of them delivering the shop to you because the yeah. person next door does it at 10 o'clock in the week, which is nice. But what, what is that? I've never done click and collect before. Click and collect, you shop online... You pay for it online and then you drive to the supermarket on your selected day and uh, the shopping's been done for you 
stuff it, uh, shove, st- shove it all in the boot and drive off. But what about the bit where they normally tell you at the door, sorry, you haven't got this, sorry, I haven't got that. We, you know, we haven't got rhubarb, what we've done, put a carrot in for you. You like, just get told that in the car park. <laughs> what a weird <laughs> yeah. way to get that news. But I like it, though. I appreciate <laughs> 10 to 9, that is an incredible way to get... Is that the bulk of your work of the day done, bar this? I've done nothing else since 10 to 9. But still, you started <laughs> yeah, but, very strong. But I put it to you that I am on fire. It's been a day of super achieving. So let's switch up the negativity from yesterday. Let's have some positives, all right? What have you achieved today? If you, too, have also been on fire, tell us what you've got done. I am on fire in that I've got away without having to do something this morning that I thought I was going to have to do. I don't know if that's classed as being... I feel like I'm, I feel good because of it. Go on. You know, in life, suddenly all the stars line, you think, yes, yeah, yeah. I'm winning today. We've bought two... This is really boring, but we've bought two wood stores for... Um, you know, like the little chopped-up bits of wood yeah. you have in a wood burner? Yeah. And we've got this terrible old plastic thing out in the back garden at the moment, and it looks horrendous. It looks like a... You know, when you go and stay at, like, a, an, an unfinished Greek hotel, and they haven't built the next floor, and there's, like, wires sticking out of it. So I've got to get something sorted out. We've bought two of these things, which means I've got to, I've got to construct them. But it was raining this morning, so I couldn't do it. <laughs> right. Is that, does that fit in with the theming here? I, I'm genu- I feel bad. I'm genuinely kind of thinking that if, if you not achieving something... You not achieving doing something yeah. doesn't necessarily equate to you actually being on fire. I'd actually go as far as saying I think your your fire's out and the, the wood is pretty damp. Do you know what, though? It feels great. <laughs> it feels so good. 8, 12, 15, are you on fire? Songs and chat and sometimes all at the same time with adverts thrown in for good measure. How's your Tuesday going? Oh, there's a certain irony. Only Bush and I would be able to ask you and, and brag about being on fire today. We're bragging about it. <laughs> being like 100 miles an hour, we're so on form. But actually, everything's clattering out all over each, we, each other. We've so. got an engineer on it. We think we've got it sorted. I mean, it... As far as our bits here, it, it sounds right. So sometimes we're not aware because there's a technical innovation going on where you can all hear different music, yeah. you know, ahead of the chatty bits. But sometimes it has a bit of a fallover, and it seems like it's done that today. But we'll get it sorted out. Little was I to know when I claimed that by being at the uh, click and collect by ten to nine <laughs> and being back home and having yeah. been showered and eaten and all that kind of stuff, and, and th- there I am, I'm on fire. Little was I to know that that was going to go downhill from there. It on balances day. itself out, like <laughs> yeah, doesn't it? It does. Yin and yang. But Hey, look, are you on fire? Are you achieving things by the dozen today? Get in touch, tell us about it. Bush Ritchie, I'm on fire. I've planted 150 tulip and daffodil bulbs, says uh, Cookie in Trowbridge. I don't know whether that's good going or not, but I'm going to trust you that it is. 150, that is a lot. I thought you're going for the Chelsea Flower Show or something like that. Well done. Yeah, so uh, look, let us know. Uh, Susie, you're on fire? Uh, yes, this morning I was on fire, yes. How, hey, how come? Hair. No, because I had to bleach my facial hair, you see. And uh, I took my son to school um, and then I had to do that this morning. It's something really small, but it makes a really big difference and it's quite embarrassing. That sounds like a high stakes bit of bleaching. How how do you do that? What's what's the process that's involved? (laughs) You can buy some... uh, Special bleach for uh, facial hair. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I'm talking about I'm this. so glad I'm a fella. I really, we don't have to worry about anything, really, do we? <laughs> oh, God, it's lot. so embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. But you know what? It's not good when you've got... Like, I was going through some old photos because I've got to put a photo book together for something. Yeah. 
And the, the old photos of me before I had children, I was like, oh, okay, I need to sort myself out a little bit. And uh, so, yeah, one of the things I had to do was sort the facial hair out, particularly the sideburns, as I said. Well, it wasn't looking good. I'm sure you look a million dollars. I'm sure you looked a million dollars before, honey, being incredibly hard on yourself. It sounds like uh, you are on fire today. Um, yes, literally. My face was red. It was literally <laughs> on fire. Because, and I had to put some calamine lotion on it. Um, to make it a little bit better so I could actually go and pick my son up from school. So, yeah. Now, that gives a sudden indication of the pain levels because isn't calamine what you put on if you've been stung by stinging nettles? And that is one of of the most painful things. It is, it is, it is. And especially like sunburns and stuff. So when I did the bleaching... Um, yeah, I went quite red and I thought I can't go out. I looked like I'd had a facial peel. Wow. Um, so I had to uh, quickly find something to put on and the calamine was the only thing I could find. But the things you do, Susie, the, right. the things you do for beauty. <laughs> well, I try. <laughs> brilliant. Lovely to speak to you. Have a brilliant Tuesday. Take care. You are listening to... A very beleaguered home-time show on a Tuesday night. The people at Pritchard Media have just tweeted to say absolute chaos, which is a fantastic new idea for a digital station, I'll be honest with you. Uh, we, we often boast about our eight playlists, uh, seven, of, seven of them at the moment. You know that uh, Basil Forty sketch where the mini breaks down <laughs> yeah. and he's flogging it. it with a brush? Uh, that's what we're doing. Um, so we're trying to fix it. If you're listening to us actually on Absolute Radio, old-fashioned, original, absolute radio. Old school. It's all fine. Absolutely fine, isn't Everything's it? fine. It's brilliant. Everything else, nowhere near fine. But we're trying to fix it and we'll, we'll get it sorted. What we're going to do is we're going to get into some adverts, which will be a welcome relief for people listening on the, some of the other stations, and then we're going to do we'll do a reboot. Yeah, I've just gone and bought some new plasters. <laughs> we're going to stick them over and it's all going to be fine. Watch this space. <laughs> Gary sums it up pretty well in his e- email. He says... Guys, uh, you've got an echo. You seem to be out of sync. The adverts are playing behind the music and the news. All the best. Thanks, Gary. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. If you have just joined us, you've missed one of our inauspicious starts to the show today. It's not been good. We had to happen to be talking about Are You On Fire Today? Are You Acing It? With this going on in the background. How embarrassing. <laughs> We've already apologised and said we fixed it twice. Yeah. We're now claiming that for a third time, but we reckon we've actually done it. So the clever system, which puts home time over eight different radio stations, we think on the next press of the button from Bush yep. has fixed it. So if you're listening on Absolute Radio 60s, you will hear Diana Ross next. On Absolute Radio 70s, you will hear Stevie Wonder next. Uh, on Absolute Radio 90s, you're going to hear Black Crows, Hard to Handle, that'll be next. If you're listening on 80s, Yazoo's on the way, Fallout Boy on Absolute Radio Noughties. Uh, what we got here, Absolute Classic Rock, Nirvana's Brilliant on a Plane. That should play next, but High I say hopes, we don't know. Panic at the Disco. Hi, there's an ironic High one. Hopes. On Absolute Radio 10s. So, that's what the plan is. We should call these, because we want you to do your bit, right? We need you to help us. If you want these people to listen, and the best thing about this show is you can listen via eight different playlists for each of the stuff that we do. Uh, be, well, should we call them a home time guard? Do you remember yes. the, the home guard Absolutely. in the Second World War? Old-fashioned whistle there, put your <laughs> finger in the air. If it's not playing out correctly... Or there's an issue, make sure you report it and tell us all about it. 8 12 15. Police and Roxanne on Absolute Radio itself. Let's give it a go. Let's see what happens. It's the truth will be told in the press of a button. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. Home Time with Bush and Ritchie on Absolute Radio's eight different radio stations. 
which all melted down at the same time between four and five. Although, as Andrew texts here, he says one good thing to come from the meltdown, really? I never knew there was a classic rock station. <laughs> I have retuned from absolute 80s and it's great, so every cloud. It's like having a flood and having to stand outside your own house and then meeting a the neighbour for the first time, <laughs> isn't it? Brilliant. Every cloud and all that. Really appreciate it. Uh, do you want a bit of Essex news? Yes, please. Here's a bit of Essex news. Uh, ever since we've moved to Leon C, people have always told us about this legendary nightclub that we need to go to called the Pink Toothbrush in Rayleigh. Have you ever oh, heard of the Pink Toothbrush? I've heard of the Pink Toothbrush. It is legendary. It's in a little village, like I say, called Rayleigh, which is unusual because it's got a windmill right in the middle of it. It looks like something from Elder Scrolls, the computer game, if you've ever been down that way. Anyway, Pink Toothbrush, Pink Toothbrush. Uh, people always say it's a great night out and it's a brilliant place to go and dance after the pubs have closed and it's got a sticky carpet. It's the one thing they've always mentioned. Mm-hmm. Well, would you believe it? In the news this morning, the local one of the local Essex papers, uh, the Pink Toothbrush nightclub is auctioning, auctioning off its infamous sticky carpet. <laughs> so you can buy like a little square, you know, a little bit like, um, I, I guess, when Arsenal left Highbury. Yeah, you, you can get the buy, turf. You get the turf yeah. and people bought seats and all that kind of stuff. So this is like a little bit of uh, memorabilia, really. And this has just got me thinking, right, wouldn't that be amazing to have something like that from a, a nightclub, say, or a bar that you love that's played such an important part in your life? So here's the question. If you could own an item or iconic thing from a bar or nightclub you've frequented in the past, what would it be and why? I would go straight to uh, my student union It's got a good name. It's got a good name. I can feel it. It was the old fire station in uh, Bournemouth University because it was an old fire station. Fair play. Its centrepiece literally was the old fireman's pole. Really? What a great thing to have in a student nightclub. Can you, uh, could you like go from upstairs to downstairs on the pole? You could. This, this, I mean, this is not a figure or a frame that is, <laughs> <laughs> that is ever naturally on a fireman's pole. <laughs> so, um, but it could be done. That'd be great in your lounge though, wouldn't, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be wonderful, yeah. So, uh, well, I used to go out a lot in Torquay back in the day and f- the Fleet Walk bit of Torquay, the pedestrianised bit, a little bit like Las Vegas. Uh, and the, our main bar was at a place called the Piazza, which I think is long gone now, but there was this thing where they had a diver's helmet oh, yeah. attached up to the pump so you could you had to drink like a certain amount of ale without like putting a diver's helmet on the top of your head that's how you entertain yourselves in Devon <laughs> South Devon I'd love to have that it's, yeah. it's a bit of uh, it's iconic it's a bit of memorabilia so answer the question if there's a nightclub or bar that you loved from back in the day is there one thing from it that you'd love to own in the present day uh, somebody here laying claim to the palm tree in the middle of the dance floor at Joanna's in Portsmouth what a name <laughs> says spent many a night leaning against it in my time in the Royal Navy just propped him up. Uh, Rich says, uh, the Wall of Faces from the original Snobs nightclub in Birmingham. They've kept it for their new place, though, apparently. And looking at it sober, they do look like Vladimir Putin. And it's just a, a wall of faces made out of clay. It's quite creepy. Wow. It's quite creepy indeed. Uh, let's go to the phones. Red's on the line. Red, what nightclub item would you like to have? Yeah, in the 70s in Liverpool, there was a nightclub called The Sportsman. Okay. And as you went in the door, they had a racing car upside down bolted on the roof. That's amazing. And, that? uh, yeah, stag nights used to go in there and get p***ed up. And they'd, they'd lift somebody up into there and he'd strap himself on and they'd leave him there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and which oh, bit of Liverpool bit was, the, uh, was this nightclub in? Uh, it was in the town centre. Fantastic. What's it now? Has it turned into what? Something like flats, is it? I don't know. It's still a bar and everything, but I think it's changed its name and the, uh, the, the racing car's gone. I don't, I don't think it was a Formula One car. You know, it was like a, a Cooper or something. Amazing. But, uh, yeah, single-seater. And this is now the second report of suspended cars from ceiling of nightclubs. It's been quite a revelation yeah. to me. It's a thing, isn't yeah. it? It's a thing. I mean, I, I remember going up there with my older brother and he said, oh, you've got to see this. 
And we went in, and there it was. Bolted, and there was a, a, a stag night, and they were lifting a guy and f***ed up. <laughs> and then <laughs> like he had to try and drink upside down. <laughs> Good to speak to you, man. Have a brilliant Tuesday. Yep, and you. Kevin in Washington says there was a ship parked on the River Tyne called the Tuxedo Princess. Oh, sounds like a beauty. Uh, we are back at the nightclubs and the items that uh, you would have wanted to keep from them. He says it had a revolving dance floor, which was always fun when you had a few too many. Bring back revolving dance floors. Let's just stop for a second here. This is a revolving dance floor on a ship. So oh, it's not word. just turning around, it's going up and down. There's something weird about like having a night out on a ship. There was a boat in Bristol harbour called the Thecla, which you could go to and stuff like that. And something weird about being at slightly mm. at sea, do you know what I mean? Speaking of revolving uh, dance floors, Sarah Day says on Twitter, the half-pint jug of blackcurrant squash from the Brunel rooms in Swindon, I was served from a revolving bar. You could be stood with someone and if they weren't on the same step as you, two minutes later you'd lost them, <laughs> which is fantastic. I just want to salute anyone that's actually already gone ahead and taken stuff from their favourite nightclub. Yeah. Or for whatever reason, I'm just going to call out my friend Neil McGonagall, aka Iggy from Old Swan here, I'm not going to say what nightclub he nicked it from, but he has a huge sign from a very famous nightclub. Uh, I don't know where it is at the moment, but it was in his house when we were at university. I don't know how he nicked it. It's bigger than he was. Really? Yeah, unbelievable, an unbelievable stealing achievement. Well done, Iggy. And Gazin Payton says, and here's a theme that's kind of popped up tonight on the show, what about the half a car that was stuck into the wall in the <laughs> Parrot pub? Uh, and how many different places have got cars stuck to this the wall? This is at least, at least three or four that we have now referenced on air. It's an amazing thing. Uh, Marcus in Epsom says there's a club in Hackney called The Labyrinth, The Staircase to nowhere. Ooh. I'd love to have that in my garden. He's even creating a feature out. That is amazing. What an amazing thing. Linda from Cambridge says, Cinderella Rockefellers in Cambridge uh, lost a Roman bust one night in 1988. Uh, we were on a hen night. Someone covered it with a coat and then walked it out at the end of the night. It was really heavy. It was given to a bride over the years. No idea where it is now. Wow. So there you go. An actual steal for you right there. Uh, Jane, something from a nightclub that uh, you'd want? <laughs> yes, there is. Uh, the, um... Jukebox at the Wigan Gavel pub in Ashford. Long gone, unfortunately. Oh, no. The the jukebox or the pub? Both. Oh, Oh, damn. What made this jukebox (laughs) so special? Well, me and the mates used to sort of lurk suspiciously by it, and it's quite close to the gents as well. (laughs) Oh, my um... goodness. Right. (laughs) What were you doing? Why, Why is that such a good vantage point? We could just stand there and chat and drink and talk. Wow. Can you remember the uh, numbers or letters of any particular song that you would have played the most on there? Only uh, Kids in America by um, Tim Wilde, which was 22A. 22A. I've got got no idea why I can remember that so, so well, but I can. Amazing. So fond memories of, uh, of great times in a pub back in the day. Exactly. Lurking by the gents. Yes. (laughs) Cheers, Jane. Take care. It's the Home Time Show, a sing-along on the way home on a Tuesday night. And normally, if you've had uh, a day like Richie and I have had, where the first hour's been blighted by technical problems, you would think that would probably final hour of the show, we might want to shut up shop or to have damage limitation. Uh-oh, not us. We invite even more on ourselves, because the final hour of Tuesday's show, we put, well, to be quite honest, we put in control of a tombola that has 100 balls inside. They're all labelled. Every single one. And every single one of them corresponds to a topic that you could be getting in touch with us about. We have no idea what's going to come out. Anything could happen for this final hour of the show. This isn't a sound effect. Look. 
That's me knocking on it. All yep. right? It's an actual thing. Now I'm spinning it. As you can, now I'm stopping it. Anything couldn't do that to a sound effect, could I? You couldn't do that. I, I be, wouldn't be able to press the buttons quickly enough. That's me thudding the hatch against the microphone. There's a lovely sound. Thank you. Well, I've dropped a ball. Right, I've dropped a ball. Does that mean that has to be the one? That has to be the one. It's fate. Hang on. See, this isn't a sound effect. I've dropped two balls. It's all going on here tonight, isn't it? This, oh, no. this is in keeping with how the show has been thus far. Right. Okay. Richie crawling around on all fours trying to get balls from under the table. So now I've got two balls in my hand. You choose left or right. Right. OK. Let's have a look. What have we got? It's ball number seven. Ball seven. That's my lucky number. I love number seven. Things that you do that would turn... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, what is it? Things that you do that would turn somebody else's stomach. Oh, no. Are we ready for this? <laughs> so if you do something that you might be fine with, but other people might not be fine with... Things that you do that would turn somebody else's stomach... People who love watching other people do spots, that kind of thing. Maybe it's just oh. an eating habit, a combination of foods that you have and you think it's fine and other people don't. Georgia Norfolk says, Evening chaps, my love of eating raw potatoes freaks people out. My favourite is a Maris Piper potato as they are a bit more starchy. I've never seen or heard of that, so I don't know whether I'm freaked out. I love spuds. I mean, we all love spuds. Spuds are great <laughs> when they're cooked, but eating a raw potato, that's caveman behaviour, Georgie. Come on. Don't Come on, mate. Don't that, Georgie. Yeah, Strange. that is grim. Uh, Chris, what is it you do? I clean my teeth in the shower. OK, now, I clean my teeth in the shower. I didn't realise this was an issue that would make other people feel sick. Who tells you off for it, Chris? Well, I was talking to two of my workmates the other day. One of them said it was fine and the other one was disgusted. He was trying to say that you have dirty water from your hair or from the shower going into your mouth. Now... I don't think he really got it. Here's the thing, right? You shower. I'm no plumber, I'm a DJ. Loosely speaking. <laughs> but but your, your, your shower water is coming from your hot water tank and it's not drinking water. So if it if it goes in your mouth while you're doing your teeth, it's not necessarily hygienic. But I, I, I don't know about you, uh, Chris. I never swallow any of the stuff I'm cleaning my teeth with. I just spit it back out again, right? Yeah, he's been into the shower. Safe as houses, really. Well, like I said, look, I'm, <laughs> I'm not a plumber. I'm just passing on what I've just heard. Well, with that in mind, it's, just, it's interesting that Richie uh, brings this up because we've had this debate at home a couple of times about having drink like a, a pint of water from the upstairs No, tap. That's don't not right. Do it. I don't no, do that. I don't, don't do that. Don't do it. I'm not an animal. Can, can, can I give a quick shout out? Yeah, go yeah. for it. So, uh, Adventure Breaks is my company. Um, I've had, obviously, a really unusual year this year. We've had some great loyal customers along. Um, so, everyone that's come on Adventure Break this year, um, thank you very much. All right, buddy, no worries. Well, nice to speak to you anyway. Laura from Glasgow says, I have a disgusting habit which gives my husband the utter heave. <laughs> Listen to this. This is really rank. When eating crisps, I don't actually eat the crisps themselves. Oh. I lick all the flavour off them. That the best bit, anyway. I then collect them in a bowl until I'm finished the packet and then throw them out. It's a fraction of the calories and all the flavour. Win-win. I've been known to take on two tubs of Pringles this way. That is so bad. And imagine being doing around the house and picking up and eating one of them crisps, not realising that your other half has licked the flavouring off them. And this tongue-based thing is pops up in Steve's tweet here. He says, I let my cat lick my feet. You can hear his tongue rasping on the hard skin sometimes. Oh, that is the worst thing. Oh, my goodness, that's awful. It's, no, that's the worst thing we've had this evening, that. That is just... The criminal. Right. Uh, Craig is on to tell us about his other half. Uh, tell us what Yvonne does, Craig. She likes to dip her watch at something like that. When you say that one more time, sorry. 
She likes to dip her watsits into ice cream. Now, you mean watsits is <laughs> the crisps. <laughs> Right, so <laughs> what? When you see Yvonne dip her watsits into her ice cream, what does that make you feel? <laughs> I'm horrified. <laughs> you certainly can't have people over for dinner much. I imagine if that happens, always at the end of the evening. <laughs> she, likes, she likes to. She likes to do that. She also likes to put tomato sauce and brown sauce on a roast dinner at the same time. Oh, this woman's absolutely out of control, isn't she? She's I, out of control. I, I, I hope you don't mind me saying this about your partner, but you, you, you've got a wrong one there. you got a wrong one. <laughs> I'll, I'll let her know. I'm actually what just now she's in the house. We'll let you go. We'll let you go. I think you might have got away with it. <laughs> All right, thank you. All right, bye. Cheers, buddy. Thanks, bye. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore. But we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. Let's ask our producer a dem where... No, let's not. That's the end of the podcast. There you go. OK, guys, ready for this? One, two, three, four. Bush and Richie's podcast. It is now over. Bush and Richie's podcast. It is now over. Let me hear you say. Bush and Podcast. It is now over.